0: hey what's going on everybody this is brendan hausler with evoke bike welcome to the evoke podcast many of you have been here before some of you have not and welcome for from wherever in the world you are this is a podcast about training and racing whether it be road cross mountain gravel we don't really talk about track too much we don't have a true tracky but some context from who i am I'm the co-founder and president of Evoke Bike, and I've been training and racing for 150,000 miles on the road, a little bit of gravel, and three-time Masters National Champion. And I had a question that was very point blank. Do watts per kg matter? And this came from a bigger rider. So it, it the bigger riders, we, we think about it. I'm one of them. I'm anywhere between 80 to 82 kgs, depending on the point in the year or how carved up I am. (laughs) And they do matter. But the bigger picture is something that we need to focus on. And I think it's great that a lot of other people in cycling have started talking about this, especially from the pro level, which is where a lot of us look towards for motivation and inspiration. The one big caveat here is there was a cyclist That years ago had said, if you could put on 10 watts or lose a few pounds, it's all day, lose a few pounds. This is not as popular of the theory today, but the biggest difference is that person was racing in Europe. A lot of us are not. And the reason the big distinction is, is that a lot of European races have really long climbs. When you're climbing for 30 to 60 minutes or maybe even more, depending on whatever level you're at, kgs matter, no doubt. American racing, road racing scene, gravel scene, there are some climbs. Out west, there are obviously some longer climbs than what we see out east. Again, it depends on the race. If you're going to Gila, big climbs, lower kgs. Is better, but here's the the piece that I just think we should all be highlighting that is healthy for you. How many athletes have we talked to on the podcast that have even said, Hey, I and actually I should say they referenced other teammates, other pro teammates who had said, Hey, I wasted, and I don't think it was a waste, but I sabotaged three years of training because I was overly obsessed with being light. Focus on being strong. Now, what is the right weight for you? That's going to vary for everybody, obviously. I don't think that there's just a height and weight correlation. Some of us are inclined to carry more muscle. I think, and some of us are... I remember Cameron Cogburn raced with us one time for Tour of Tuna NRC race when the NRC was a thing. guy got to be, what, 6'1", 6'2", 155 pounds. Just a rail. I could never get that small i just carry more muscle i've been 175 and i did not look healthy so it depends on the athlete that being said if you look in the mirror and you don't see your abs and you see body fat that can most likely be lost if you look at your legs and they're not really lean you probably have weight to lose That's not calling anyone fat. That's not saying you're not working hard. That's just, I think, what could be a good guide. And then even in American racing, and I've said this many times that I think watts are more important than worrying about the kgs, but no doubt if you go to a two-minute effort and you're weighing 170 and you could weigh 163 in a healthy manner... 163 all day go pick up a five pound bag of sugar it makes a big difference so do watts per kg matter of course do they matter more in europe or if you're doing races with huge long climbs definitely if you're just doing rolling terrain you know five minute ten minute climbs i can get over a 10 8 to 10, 10 minutes starts to get a little long eight to ten minutes with more climber types But once it hits 15, 20 minutes, I become detached. And it's just the ratio of watts per kg gets out of whack. But if I can just gut out massive watt bomb, I can get over it with them. So really need to look at the racing that you're doing. But more importantly, look from a health perspective. I think it's a great goal to want to look in the mirror and be like, damn, I look shredded. I struggled for so long to have that body type because I was going on long rides and eating whatever I wanted that's not the way to do it there's another podcast on that I was eating too much processed food I was new to cycling I had no idea about nutrition I think if people that know me as a cyclist would probably have their jaw drop if you knew me as not a cyclist and so my portions were off the foods I was eating was off You know, I was, and I wasn't fat, but I definitely could get more toned and I wasn't lifting enough. You know, lifting is going to make you strong and you can get strong without adding kgs. And that lifting is so beneficial because my core strength gets so much stronger from deadlifting. And I honestly think it's from just carrying the weights around the weight room for 40 to 60 minutes while you're, changing the rack and doing other, you know, uh, strength exercises, even ones like an overhead press, you're engaging your core in a different way than when, and I shouldn't say different way you're engaging your core more often than if you're just doing the five minutes of core a day. So I'm getting a little verbose here. It's a pretty straightforward one. Find a healthy number where you look really strong, where you look like an athlete and then it's tough. I don't. I always tell people, you know, if you... It comes down to what's are being made in the kitchen. And I struggle even saying this one because I don't want to come across as a preacher. I love eating tortilla chips. I really try and shelve those because I just can go out of control with it. A lot of people, they say their thing is ice cream. To me, if you get on a consistent eating of that, it's hard to stay super lean in my my personal experience. Maybe you can do it and that's awesome. Go for it. Whatever it's got to work for you. But save those things for rewards or for treats. There's no way I'm eating tortilla chips on Monday when I'm not riding. If I want that, then I'm my brain I'm thinking in my brain like I'm not fueling properly because my brain is telling me I'm hungry for fatty, salty, like have I not had any sodium today or You know, did I skip some almonds? Or what's a healthy fat that maybe my brain is like looking for something in that manner? But this is a good podcast to post as we go into holiday season here in the U.S. Thanksgiving is tomorrow. Enjoy it, but be wise. Hopefully you can burn some calories before. I've got the remainder of my rest week happening tomorrow. And so today I'm going to do my Z2 endurance ride. It's only going to be two hours I'm going to maybe bring a little bar, but I'm probably just going to do it without food just to get in, get ready to, I don't know. I don't want to see, I I struggle saying this because I don't want people to not eat. I always say fuel the ride. I don't think you always want to do Z2 rides without food because I think it sets you up for a deficit the next day, but I'm not really crushing anything the next day. So I might just get into a little caloric deficit so I can enjoy more food at dinner I don't think that's the right way to do it I but I'm just being human here and saying yeah there's going to be some good stuff and I'm not going to eat the desserts that's just a choice I've made because of Ecuador um I don't know it's just you know something's going to be good there and I want to be able to capitalize on it (laughs) so we're not all perfect. None of us are perfect. The diet's never perfect. But I think big picture, just be strong and healthy. That was a long one. Sorry.